Man, so glad to have you guys here this morning as we celebrate a risen Savior like we do every Sunday uh, and every day of our life, right? 24-7 we give Him praise and accolades because we know that all blessings come through Jesus Christ and that's why we've surrendered ourselves to Him. We said, God, we want in your story, tell us how to be a part of your story. We know that God is enough, Jesus Christ has done enough for us. And so uh, we reap that blessing each and every day uh, that we live for him, sharing the hope of that story with all those around us. Uh, Thanks for being here today to celebrate Jesus Christ, who is the hope above all hope. And uh, if we have guests here today, I want to say welcome, glad you're here and among us, and uh, there's a lot of new faces over in this area, Uh, lots of stuff going on today, I'm sure, so uh, we're excited that you're here, and of course, if you're looking for a church home, man, we'd love for you to think about Crosspoint as your place to live out the story of Jesus Christ, to enter into the story of God with us as we surrendered ourselves to to God and say, God, use us how you see fit. We want to be a part of what you are doing in the world. Uh, We're going to be in Psalm 139 today, and so I hope you've got your Bibles, and we'll turn with me there. I'll be there in just a few minutes. All of our text will be on the screen, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation uh, of the Bible when we do uh, get there. This is an interesting uh, two-week series that we're doing, starting today and then we'll finish up next week. But uh, this is going to be a challenge for all of us as we walk with Christ, as we truly try to be more conformed to what he's called us to be and the the person that he's called us to be. Uh, My guess is, if you're like me, a lot of the prayer time uh, that you spend with God may be a little more um, self-help type prayer stuff. Uh, And so we're going to get to that in just a minute and unpack some of that over these next two weeks. But I'll promise you this, if you dig into these two prayers that we're going to take a look at today and then next Sunday, uh, they will be a game changer. It will change your life. If you're anything like me, then when you pray, you, you ask God to bless you, to comfort you, to help you out along the way. If you're like me during football season, you're praying that those Cowboys, the OSU Cowboys, are going to win the day. I know down here it's also Dallas, for sure. There may be moments in your life when you're praying to get an A on that test, or you're working through something on a sports team, and you're hoping to get that starting position, uh, or you've got a family member that's sick, and you're praying for them. All of those types of prayers certainly are part of the schedule and okay to say. But today I want to take us a little bit deeper into a challenge. I think it's a challenge that David, King David, sets up for us in Psalm that if we take a look at his prayer, we'll better be in tune with how God wants us to live. We'll be looking for him to reveal himself in our lives, maybe in some ways that you've never experienced before. Uh, I know that uh, last Sunday we had those three services and it was a great Easter to be together. We had our first uh, sunrise service at 645 and as we were preparing for that sunrise service, um, I was helping get some things mixed up and I totally ripped the seat in my pants, big time. And I preached the entire Sunday like that and I was praying that no one would see and I think the prayer came true. God God granted that for me. (laughs) That was a little scary moment, I'll promise you that. Every time Brad said, let's stand for this song, I was like, let's not, let's not. (laughs) Let's not stand for that song. Oh man, Psalm 139. We're not going to read this whole chapter, but I do want to take some, some pieces of it and reveal to you how God, uh, God listens to David and how David sets up this prayer because David wants God to know, I understand who you are. I understand 
where you are in the cosmos and in my life. If you take a look at the first six verses of Psalm 139, we discover that David acknowledges God's omniscience. In other words, his ability to know everything. He says in verse 1, O Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. It's this idea that God, no matter where you think you're hiding, no matter what you think you've tucked back, no matter what that one thing is you think you're hanging on to, God knows your heart. He knows your actions. He knows your words. He knows the relationships that you're involved in and what's going on in your life. And there may be moments where you wonder, is he listening to me? Because I'm in a hard place right now. I need some help. But understand, David reveals to us that God knows. And then verses 7 through 12, David acknowledges God's omnipresence. He says in verse 7, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. You know, time and space do not confine our God. He is everywhere all the time. You and I are finite beings. We can only be one place at one time. Unless you're a mom, and I think you might could work that out somehow. Moms tend to do that. But God is everywhere all the time. David is acknowledging that power that God has. And then in verses 13 through 18, David acknowledges God's omnipotence, his all-powerful being. Verse 13, you made me, David basically says. I mean, consider for a moment how our bodies function. The computer that we have, we call a brain. I mean, best one ever invented. God is making all of the earth come alive in springtime, and he's calling right now to make sure that we know that. But the flowers are coming out, greenery is everywhere, the rains are coming down. He is all power. He created everything in the world that you know of, that you can see. The relationships that you have is a powerful God that we serve. And then verse 19 through the end of the chapter, David's prayer to God. He wants God to understand, listen, I know who you are. I know what you've done and what you're capable of. Those people that curse you, I also want to curse. Those people that despise you, I despise them. I don't want anything to come in between your relationship and my relationship. David is setting up the last two verses of his prayer. He wants God to know and realize, I'm on your team. I'm on your side. What your plan is, I want to be a part of that plan. I want to do what you're calling me to do. And so David prays in verse 23, beginning. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That's a tough prayer. That's a difficult prayer. That's taking prayer to the next level. You're asking God, not that it could be hidden from him in the first place, but you're asking God to look into your soul, your heart, your mind. Am I the person you're calling me to be? Should I be something different? And so over the next few minutes we have together, I want to break that out into four different parts and challenge us, church, in our prayer life to pray like David did. And David 
First off, he says, God, I want you to search my heart. Look within me. See about what's going on in here. Am I lined up with you? Am I a part of your plan? Am I doing what you've called me to do? Not just what I want to do. Not just prayer for my own blessing. But God, show me by searching through me. Search my heart. What we forget sometimes is that you and I, we have a sinful nature. And without Jesus Christ, you and I don't have a good heart. We need Jesus Christ in our life. Church, we need Jesus Christ in our life. Yes. He is the reason we have any righteousness, that we have holiness about us, that we have the perfect heart because God's called us into relationship with Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. And everything that Jesus did on the cross and because of that empty tomb, we can celebrate the good heart that God meant for us to have. Now, some of us may do some comparisons and we may look over there We may look back there and think, well, I'm a little better than those folks. I'm a little better than that person. We compare ourselves. We may have a good heart in worldly terms. We may be a moral person. But without Jesus Christ, we are not saved. We have to have Jesus in our life in order to be right with God. And we end up lying to ourselves as life goes on. Well, I, I, I really... I don't eat too much. I was talking to a friend on Friday night, and uh, he, we were talking about weight gain and loss. And uh, he, he said that for the longest time he hovered around 275, that that was kind of his ideal weight, and it kind of worked out for him, and that's where he seemed to just hover for a while until his wife told him that's as far as the scale will go. <laughs> 275. We lie to ourselves sometimes about things going on in our life. Man, I didn't spend, I didn't spend too much money on that. I, I didn't really take in too much television or social media. I didn't really drink too much beer. I'm, I'm really not that self-absorbed. I'm really not as prideful as maybe some, and we continue to feed ourselves lies so we'll feel good about who we are. It is a tough prayer to say, search me, God. Make sure that I'm the person you've called me to be. I mean, are you willing to surrender today to that kind of life? To let God show you where change in your life can happen. I mean, what if we, what if we prayed this prayer? Would God reveal in you prejudice? Would he reveal lustfulness? Would he reveal an angry streak? Would he reveal pride, jealousy, envy? Or, if you prayed this prayer, would he look within you and see someone who's full of compassion and mercy, full of grace and love for all those around, not holding anything back but expending it all on them? Would he find someone that is mission-minded, that wants to tell the story of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ? Is that what he would find within you? You pray this prayer and God is going to show you things in order for you to have the DNA of Jesus Christ. And we've talked about the DNA of Christ, how we're to be like him in nature and character, how God is going to show you when you pray 
how to be the person that God's called you to be. But not only show me your heart, search my heart, but God, reveal my fears. Show me my anxious thoughts. Where am I scared in my life, Lord? What have I not turned over in trust to you? What makes you anxious and worried? I remember when we bought our house here and uh, first few nights we were in there, one, one night I woke up pretty late, it was 2 or 3 in the morning, and uh, our bedroom kind of has a vaulted ceiling with a ceiling fan uh, in the middle, but there's a, a moon-shaped window, half-moon-shaped window up by the top. And the moon was bright and shining that night, no clouds in the sky, and it was coming in about 2 or 3 in the morning, and I woke up out of a dead sleep, and the way the shadow was on the ceiling fan, it looked like a man was hanging on the ceiling about ready to drop down on me on the, in the bed. I need to stop watching some scary movies, don't you think? I was a little anxious in that moment. I was a little worried. How did he get up there, number one? But there are some more serious things in life that you and I worry about. Am I going to lose my job? Am I going to get a, another job? Is God going to move me out of this neighborhood? Is my house going to be forfeit? Will I ever get married? Will God make the marriage I am in better than it is right now? You may be fearful of the unknown. I'm not sure what's around the river bend. I'm not sure. Maybe you're afraid of failing in life. Maybe it's the loss of someone that you love so dearly. And you've heard me say this before, but what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. What we fear the most reveals to me where I trust God the least. Maybe your marriage right now is is, is in turmoil. You're, you've had some discussions, but things aren't going really well. And maybe in your heart you're thinking, God is not going to heal us. Maybe you're thinking about the bills that have come due. And you're trying to categorize and figure out this month who gets paid. And in your heart you're thinking, God's not going to provide for us. Maybe it's your kids You think about who they're traveling with, who they're running with, what they're doing at school, what their health is like, and in your heart you say, God won't protect us. You show me where you're anxious in life, and I will also show you where you least trust in God. As a a Christian man, I mean, I cannot be driven by fear. As a Christian person, you cannot be driven by fear. We must be led by the Holy Spirit. God's told us in His Word, I did not give you a spirit of timidity, but of boldness, power, and love. And we get that from Christ and the indwelling of the Spirit. He is the one who makes us powerful and less anxious, unfearful of what the Satan might throw our way. God will reveal things to you in this prayer things that you've tucked back things that you thought "Mm, I hadn't thought about that in years God will reveal if you ask him to probably the toughest one of all is the next one and that is God uncover my sin God lay bare where I don't come in line with what you've called me to be and how to live 
David says, any offense in me, God, show it to me. I want to be different. Show me how to be different. See, you and I, we're good at seeing other people sin, aren't we? I can, I can point out all kinds of stuff, but looking in the mirror is difficult. I don't always see what's going on in my life. We may kick back and think, well, he sure is opinionated. She sure does talk a lot. Did you see how she dressed today? And the list goes on and on of how we pick and choose. We accuse others and excuse ourselves in the same moments. Uh, Several weeks ago, Robin and I went down to a rock place in Mansfield. We're looking at some flagstone and some different things. It's a large area, uh, but on the road going out that way, there uh, was a wreck, and I wasn't aware that it was a wreck. We were stuck in traffic. I could see about 300 yards away the turn-in for where I was going to go, but I was a good citizen. I was sitting in traffic waiting. And like any good Arkansas girl, Robin got out of the car, walked up there to see what was going on, and came back. <laughs> and she said, yeah, there's a, there's a wreck. There's some policemen down there. I said, okay, so we'll wait. Almost right after that, there was a small car that drove by on the shoulder. And I was like, look at that. You can't just cut in front of everybody. Like they were going somewhere down the road and turned in. And I was on them for about four minutes, and then I did the same thing. That's a pretty good idea. I'm just going right there. It's easy for us to pick out other people's faults, and then all of a sudden when it's us, we rationalize it. It's okay. This prayer, church, could be a game changer for you. This could be the moment in time where you say, God, I want to be fully committed to who you are. Reveal yourself to me. Let me be your person. It's one of those moments in time when you pray this prayer, the heart is thumping, you're swallowing big gulps, and you're hoping for the best of the circumstance. It takes courage to pray like this. And so many times God sends people into our life to help us and remind us of the life that we're called to live. So this first question that comes up that you may have to ask yourself, what are others trying to tell me? There may be more than one person in your life that's telling you something happening within you. You may need to pay attention. You may need to lean in and listen and take a personal inventory of where you are in life. You may have to ask the question, what have I rationalized for a time? What is it that I've said in my life, God, I've given you everything else but this one little thing. It's not hurting anybody. I'm just going to keep it right here with me. And you and I rationalize many times how we live life, how we talk to those around us. Or lastly, maybe, where am I the most defensive? When somebody brings a subject matter up and you immediately throw the hands up and you begin explaining away why you do what you do or why you say what you say. Voices are raised in the moment and you realize, I'm a little defensive on this why? God will point some things out that maybe you've been denying in your life. Lord, uncover my sin. Make me aware of anything that seems offensive to you. We confess our sin to God. 
but we also confess to one another for healing. We journey together. We want to be real together. No one in this room is perfect without Jesus Christ. Nobody. We have got to make a decision that we're going to go to the next level when it comes to loving Jesus our Lord. This place, Cross Point, is it's not a perfect community, but it's a place where you can feel welcome, you can connect with other people. It's a place where broken people find peace, where we come together in connect groups and in other venues and we just talk about life and how God's word relates to that life. I get to talk about at times uh, low points in my life with those around me and they encourage and pray for me. But more than anything else, it's a moment in time where we get to talk about Jesus Christ, the only person that will make a difference in your life, a true difference. He will change your future. You will be going in a different direction when you fully commit and surrender to him. David says at the very end of verse 24, then he says, so God, lead me. Lead me in the way of everlasting life. God, I want to live with you. I want to be with you. Thursday, we had the funeral for Leon Simon, and I had the privilege of being on stage with a couple of other guys. And as we drove in a car together to the graveside service, we were talking about this idea. And one of the guys said, you know, if you live a hundred years, it still is but a breath of time compared to eternity. You and I don't know exactly how many years that we've got, but I do know eternity, that's a long time. And I want to be with God. I want to... I want to talk to Jesus Christ. I want to look at those who have gone before me, who've carried that torch, and talk about stories that have interacted with them in their life. I mean, you and I, we used to read the script of the world, did we not? Last year we did a series called Flip the Script. You may remember that. And we take on the world's script. Oh, you hit me, then I'm going to hit you back harder. You take advantage of me, then I'm going to start slandering your name around town. You betrayed me, I'm fixing to come back big time on you. We hit bigger. That's the world script. Jesus calls us to a different life altogether. Something totally different and unexpected when the world is involved. When I, when I follow Jesus Christ, I tear up that old script. And I begin reading what Jesus Christ gave me. I use his script. Somebody somebody takes advantage of you, you don't return a worse action. Somebody hits you, you walk away. Somebody bad mouths you, you pray for them. You bless them. I'm no longer bound by the old script of this world because now my Lord and Savior rules my life. That's a different feeling. I don't have to answer to the world anymore because I answer to God. God, help me be the person you've called me to be. God, help me. Help me to be. Let's watch. God, help me to be Closer to you, Lord, so I am farther from me May your kingdom be the only one that I seek. I 
you, but I want to be God's person. God, help me to be everything that I'm not. Cleanse me from my sin. Help me speak your name in places that I may not have before. Help me be the example to my family that I fail at so often. God, I pray that you would change me, search me, and cover my sin. Show me where I'm anxious. But lead me. I want to be your man. God calls for each of us through his son. He says, I've got the best of the world for you, but you've got to surrender to me. All of it. I want to bless you in so many ways. And so we say, God, help me to be. Help my unbelief. Help me believe. I'm going to call Brad and the praise team to the stage, but I want to say a prayer for us before we sing this next song. Our shepherds and their wives will be gathered along the wall of this room as we sing, and maybe there's something in your life that's holding you back. Maybe something that's different for you that's not letting you become the person God's designed you to be. Let our shepherds pray with you and for you. Search me, God. I want to be your person. Let's pray together. Search me, O God. Know my heart. 
Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. Lead me along the path of everlasting life. God, we love you. We want to be your people. And I pray, God, that you would let within each one of us break down the barriers that prevent us from getting to you. You've, on your side, have broken down all the barriers. There's nothing that restrains you from us. But we pray, God, that you would open our hearts, open our eyes, open our our minds to be the person you've called us to be. Help us pray fervent prayer that change would come and happen within us, within those around us. Give us the audacity to tell your story in places we've never thought about before. Give us the courage to fully surrender to Jesus Christ, your Son. Help us, God, be the people you've called us to be. And it's in Jesus' name we offer this prayer. Amen. Let's stand together.